Hello and welcome to The Contrarians, where we're right and you're wrong. I'm Alex. I'm Julio, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Help promote the algorithm and spread the word. You can also find us on SoundCloud to subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit our main website, wearethecontrarians.com. Follow us on Twitter at Contrarian Prime. And to like us on Facebook, visit facebook.com slash Contrarian Prime. And if you have the willpower to keep up with our pretentious ramblings, you can follow us individually at Contrarian Alex for myself and at Ovnio for Julio. That's O-V-N-I-O. Now, time for the podcast. to the contrarians happy halloween uh this is not a case of we are right you are wrong this is a a new frontier for the contrarians here today it's our halloween 2018 bonus episode our first ever commentary track we've talked about doing this for quite some time and we're finally pulling the trigger on it uh, yes uh, so it's not we are right you're wrong it's like the movie's wrong and we're probably even wronger for uh <laughs> even trying to do uh what is this 90 minutes at best 97 <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh, joining us for this commentary track is a uh, former Contrarian's guest uh, who was here for Juno. That was almost two years ago? Wow. It was a long time ago. Was it that long? It's been a while. Well, the summer of Travolta in case is a lot, but uh, Reed, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. As always. Uh, as we had mentioned previously, we're here today to discuss Halloween 5. I tried to figure out a way to work Halloween 4 into the podcast at some point in time due to my love of it, and here we are. We just finished watching Halloween 4. That was a 90-minute warm-up. That was. That was 90 minutes, right? Correct. Give it, or take. It, it kind of flew by. I, I hadn't seen it before, and it just... It was, it's a very easy viewing. Um, I mean, granted, I wasn't taking notes or anything, because we were not doing an episode on it, so it felt... I don't know. I was just watching a movie. I think Reed and I can recite that movie page and verse, so... And uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Halloween night, 1979, Michael Myers terrorized... 78. This. Fuck. <laughs> take two. Halloween night, 1978, Michael Myers terrorized Haddonville, Illinois. Uh, he killed, was it three people? Four? Five? Six? The first, well, three in the first one, and then... Thirteen in the second, yeah. whatever it was. They never count the, uh, the the truck driver that he kills on the way to Haddonfield. <laughs> it's like you just have to assume no one ever found the body. <laughs> like his family never figured out what happened to him. Just like the body of the guy that they kill in four, that... It's not like a Michael Myers victim, just the guy that the, the local, oh, that the local <laughs> yokels <laughs> yeah. murder. Uh, so Michael Myers becomes our favorite, uh, or the original slasher uh, in many ways. Uh, Halloween 2 followed the rest of the progression of that night on Halloween, uh, seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in a bad wig running again away from Michael. Uh, the movie concluded with Dr. Sam Loomis, Donald Pleasance, uh, blowing both him and Michael up uh, with vats of oxygen uh whatever he could find something that no one could possibly survive well in addition to the fact that he shot michael twice in the face with a magnum uh halloween 3 departed us from the entire franchise we uh silver shamrocks excuse me was the name of the halloween mask distributor that was hell-bent on ridding the world of children so that was more like an episode of The Twilight Zone or exactly. Dark Mirror for those. Highest uh, possible recommendation. <laughs> I love that movie. Tom Atkins, 
it's, amazing. It's certainly something of, um, at that point, I think they felt they accomplished all they could with Halloween, so they wanted to turn it into a franchise of exactly, like you said, the Twilight Zone, where every installment is a new story that we're following. That did not work out so well. They just bomb at the box office, or it did, yeah. yeah. Like, well, Halloween two was kind of like begrudgingly done by because John Carpenter just co-wrote it and it was kind of like, uh, okay, I guess we have to because the first made so much money, and then three was like, this is what we really want to do. It is kind of like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween two, right? Because that was that was Zombie. Didn't he say like he didn't really want to do it, but he was like, well, if it's gonna get done no matter what, I'd rather be the one that that does it. That's actually, yeah, I thought you were trying to do something cute, but that's actually what happened. He, I can do both, Alex, <laughs> at the same time. I can multitask. And let me tell you, he did not do it correctly. It, it was like he was like forced into it. It was like a, a studio thing. Like it was a face-off where he, he, he wanted his Halloween to be just its own thing, and the studio wanted a sequel. And so the they studio were the only ones. <laughs> the, the studio was going to go through with the sequel, whether Zombie was attached or not. So then he just decided to... Just go with it because it's like it's gonna happen anyway, so I might as well just do it and fuck everybody. <laughs> yes, yeah. he was like, you suits. <laughs> it's all about money with you." Uh, but due to the negative, overwhelmingly negative reaction to Halloween Three, despite its merit as a good, fun horror movie, um, people wanted Michael Myers back, which brought us to October twenty first, nineteen eighty eight. We return to Haddonfield, where Michael escapes uh, pretty easily. He's uh, carted out of his facility. And in this one, we are introduced to our character, or the newest character in the franchise, Jamie, who is an eight, nine, ten-year-old little girl. Uh, we find out one in, of those, yeah, too young to be in this movie. Yes, uh, we find out she is the daughter of Lori, uh, Michael's sister, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and we're told that Jamie Lee Curtis died somewhere along the way back on her to her home planet. Uh, but we do get a behind-the-scenes publicity still of her uh, <laughs> that she keeps in a shoebox. Like, love, Lori. But for all intents and purposes, um, oh, yeah, I forgot to explain in two. It's revealed that they're brother and sister. So, which Now many, we have to record this all over again. <laughs> many people disagree with. The biggest point of Halloween 4 is that it cost $5 million to make and made nearly $18 million in the box office, which, again, for 1988 money for a shitty horror movie that's uh some big spendings so immediately they wanted this thing to be returned and turned back out again turned it into a franchise um of the michael meyer variety not the donald pleasant variety because that was my biggest thing i did not expect dr loomis to be the unifying character other than michael myers i wonder what he like pulled down for these <laughs> four million of that five million budget um so, we again, we just watched Halloween 4. We're going into Halloween 5. Part of the biggest reason I wanted to do this was uh, Reed and myself do have a love of Halloween 4. Uh, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think we both agree it's the best original sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, there's not – it's it's not a lot of competition. <laughs> it's not like it's an embarrassment of riches, but it, it is – I really enjoy it. Uh, on the opposite side, Halloween 5, not so much. Um I mean, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really play into this too much, but I did do a little bit of research, and it looks like uh, Halloween 4 was somewhere around 29%, and I think Halloween 5 was at 17 So not really well-received either way. <laughs> and it uh, bombed. Yes. 4 was the least grossing in the entire franchise. It didn't stop the machine, though, right? I mean, how long until... It did. Oh, it Six did. Years. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. 89 was the death knell for the big franchises because uh, 
Nightmare 5, Friday the 13th Part 8, and Halloween 5 all greatly underperformed. But Friday the 13th, 8, that's Jason Goes to Hell, right? Takes Manhattan. Oh, okay, never mind. Which is an incredible film. It is. <laughs> when are y'all going to do that? <laughs> That'll be the next commentary track. Next. <laughs> Uh, so, as I'm sure if you've ever listened to a commentary track, you know how it goes. This is the introduction. We are starting the movie now. So, if you have your Blu-ray tuned up, we There's see. Mustafa Akkad Presents. Again, he gets his name in front of everything. Was he on the first couple of them, too? Or first three? No, he, this was Not, part of... I think he was maybe involved? Yeah, I think he had to have been involved in the first couple. But this was... He took... He completely, like, brought the rights to the franchise for four... And, like, it became his thing. So Halloween 4 left us with the local yokels leaving the bar, and uh, it's a shootout with Michael Myers. They'd fucking cap his ass. Before and, that, uh, there's a horrible accident, though, <laughs> where they... Again, one of the more admirable qualities of part four is the Haddonfield locals banding together. Michael gets shot and falls down a mine shaft, and so we're opening up here. I do like these credits. Like, I mean, I like the font. Sheena, she gets the and. <laughs> okay, so Jennifer Harris, Jennifer Danielle Harris, she just got first billing. Yeah. Over Wait, did she or did Donald Pleasance? I thought it was her first, but I might have been distracted opening my beer. I guess we can't go back now. Nope. If if Danielle Harris we're, got we're top, live, pal. If Danielle Harris got top billing. She has a much better lawyer than Donald Pleasance had. Dude, these Blu-ray volumes have no in-between. That last one we had cranked to 75 in this one. Uh, I do genuinely like those. This is starting off on a good... But it's the complete opposite of how 4 started. Because 4 yeah. was just so quiet and evocative. Mm -hmm. And this is just... But, I mean, this is, you know... I'm trying... There's few positive qualities, so I'm giving credit where I can. There's Mustafa again. So I bring back the director from uh, the last one? For this no. one? No. That's when he went off to do Free Willy. Uh, that was a couple years later. But uh, he put this on. He put four on his reel and <laughs> let me play with some dolphins. Sasha Jensen and the girl <laughs> making out. Previously on Halloween Four. <laughs> oh man, they went back all the way to the Michael riding on top of the truck. Got to catch you up, man. They have the same footage, but it's cut together differently. Like, you can... I just from watch this, I can tell, like, they're using different edits. <laughs> All right, spoil it for me. Does, does the sister... Does Rachel come back in this movie? She does. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because otherwise, it seems like we're wasting a lot of time. A lot of the cast comes back. Donald Pleasance. Uh, Michael Myers comes back, too. Well, that's good to know. Is he doesn't come back on uh, one of them, right? Oh no, that's Three. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. No, I was thinking Friday Thirteenth. Oh, like Friday Thirteenth Part Fake five. Jason. Yeah, where it's Roy, <laughs> yeah. the ambulance driver. So here we go. The sheriff and the drunk yokels just lighting up Michael, and he falls down a mine shaft. This is great too, because four ends with them just they shoot him, and there's like the the sinkhole, sinkhole collapses, <laughs> which they really should have had that taped off better. You know, if they knew that that was. <laughs> Kids can wander around. But I think they like light dynamite or something. Oh, now we see where he fell. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I mean, I'm not like a Halloween connoisseur. So for me, it seems like they treat him like he is like a normal what? human being. <laughs> did they? Did he put that in the police report? You know, I can understand like uh, we had to open fire on the suspect, and it's like, but then you know later we uh, just tossed dynamite on him. Right. So, so that's Michael tubing down the rapids of Haddonfield. <laughs> so that's my question. Like, are they assuming that he's like a supernatural entity, or funny or... you ask that given this movie? Uh, no, it's just like Loomis is the only one that thinks he's like you know Superman. Okay, which I mean makes sense because he's killed him twice now, right? Three times. Yeah, he shot him six times. Well, you saw like they just were fucking capping him with shotguns, and he's getting up after a vigorous tubing. So as far as the movie is concerned, he's also supernatural, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, the first one, like, it ends with, like, the illusion that he's, the, you know, the devil, the boogeyman type thing. Yeah. One of the all-time great film endings. I mean, I guess. It's, it's no Rob Zombie's Halloween, but... We can cut this, pal. <laughs> we can end this right now. Uh, But... One of the things about this, this was like in all advertising and posters and shit, was Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. But as you can see in the opening credits, they just kind of abandoned that, and it was just Halloween 5. And it follows the Pink Panther uh, titles, too, because it's The Return, The Revenge, and The Curse. <laughs> Which one has Steve Martin with the French accent? That was cut from yeah, 6. That was Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> now he sells the fucking gunshots and dynamite. <laughs> okay, so he may be supernatural, but he can actually be hurt. It <laughs> it varies on what the the story needs him to uh, yeah. to do. One year later. Okay, so okay, so we we so we were basically remember how curious you were about what they do with the Jamie character. Yes, Pre prepare well, to feast your eyes. Oh, but they're not ignoring it because I thought that that cut meant that it never happened. No, well, uh, they they explain it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> she's taking a lie detector test. They got her hooked up to the Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see? Did you ever see the body of the mom in the? She doesn't die. One? Okay. Sorry to spoil it, but yeah, she. I can't remember. It's been so long. I can't remember if the parents are even in this in any way. Yeah, I haven't voluntarily watched five in some time. She is a pretty good actress for a for a child actor. Yeah, well, that's part I mean, of all things considered. Like four was the first thing she ever did, mm -hmm. and I'm assuming this was the second, <laughs> just because they. It's literally, like, where are you going? Not so fast. Halloween four <laughs> opened on a Friday, and Monday morning at seven a.m. they were starting five. Mustafa Akkad said, "Get the machine rolling." We'll have okay. The thorn. The thorn. Uh, 
I guess we have to explain this, but we'll do it because it'll take the rest of the commentary. But yeah, we'll do like a postscript, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, they took all like you said, and rewatching for every time it's frustrating because it's like you can clearly. I guess maybe it's just the. Oh, you're not supposed to see is his that face, Dylan but. <laughs> Well, part of the marketing um, for this was, like, uh, this time he's unmasked. And, like, they have kind of, like, the out-of-focus shot, and then you'll see later on they have the... Oh, it's one of those things where, like, when they remaster for Blu-ray, yeah. then what used to be really dark, now you can actually see. Yeah, they don't have the black levels just right, so you can clearly make it out. So, yeah, basically they take this her is... from being, like, this really great child actress, like, that plays this sympathetic role to... Now she has a psychic connection yeah, with uh, Michael. I mean, it's clearly uh, they kind of lifted the Tommy Jarvis trope, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a Friday the Thirteenth thing. Actually, is that the the like Corey the Feldman. Corey Feldman becoming yeah. Jason? But that gets dropped, right? It doesn't. It doesn't get addressed. It doesn't. They. Uh... So this is what would have happened if Corey <laughs> Feldman, if he hadn't had to do the Goonies. Was that after? Yeah. Need a break. Spielberg saw Friday the 13th Part 4 and he was like, get me him. Get me La Paglia. He said, get me, me La Paglia. He's, he's booked up, boss. <laughs> then get me that Feldman kid. But yeah, the hermit or whoever that was just like kept this guy this for a year. For a year. In his... <laughs> Oh man, like not that the last movie wasn't intense, but it feels like this is gonna be a lot harder. On the <laughs> Loom is still wearing the same clothes from the last movie. Hey, the from the first movie. <laughs> it's an overcoat kind of guy. Well, I mean, the Northwest. Northeast, sorry. I mean, he's the only person in the movie, though. <laughs> it's the fall. But I, where, where was he just, like, hanging out in the children's clinic? Because he's suddenly there. He was reading Highlights magazine. Saw them rush by with the gurney. Gallant, no! <laughs> Don't fall for goofus. So, yeah, like Reed was saying, we're watching for... Look at that skirt. <laughs> The sympathy that he has for Jamie and, like, his general caring. Loomis becomes an absolute fucking maniac in this movie. Okay, but to be fair, I can understand why he would see her as a threat since he saw her stabbing her mom. You'll see it, not to spoil too much, but he pretty much uses her as bait for the entirety of the film. I got what you want right here. <laughs> Tina! Was she the friend from the... Last movie? No, no, no. Tina is an all-new character. She got the and credit, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Tina is universally heralded as one of the most hated characters in slasher movie history. Movie history. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got the 80s hair. There's everything 80s about Tina, except for her boyfriend, who's a 50s greaser. We'll get to that. <laughs> Oh, 
So I missed the date. Or did they say they give the date? Is this Halloween? October? Halloween Eve. Yeah. Okay. Much like Santa Claus, Michael wakes up on Halloween Eve. He works very hard one night a year. Some fucking drifter in rural Indiana or Illinois <laughs> keeps Santa Claus in his helm. Man, this is no a, place for a dog. It's a buzzkill. To be fair, like, I can understand why Loomis just can't stand Tina. <laughs> they are, like, completely oil and water personalities. <laughs> there was the canned independent project where they were lovers. <laughs> the side quill that explores what happened in that last year. Uh, they didn't even bother like cutting up newspapers and magazines to make that note these people are much more concerned about it than like rachel she's like oh yeah <laughs> stabbed my mom <laughs> i do love also that haddonfield has a state-of-the-art children's clinic <laughs> They, the same city they, that they had... led the country in uh, research on the subject. <laughs> the same fucking city that had that band of yokels chasing around Michael. It's going down. City has layers. I wonder if they ever found Tom. <laughs> Dumb drunk. Don't you already hate Tina? Julio? I don't. That was about to say, you know, I mean, she seems like your standard horror movie character. I'm guessing she doesn't make it through the movie. I'm more curious to see if Rachel's dating now. You know, if she's gotten over, uh, what's his name, his death so and betrayal. See, like, so the mask is this thing of legalities throughout the entire franchise. Like, oh, it's on. <laughs> for whatever reason, the original mask can't be replicated i mean literally and also logistically uh but four and five are literally picking up right after one another and the mask is glaringly different it's very annoying oh and it is supposed to be the same mask right because he grabbed the mask from the yeah the, the hermits yeah. yeah so now rachel is the one rocking the no pants look i'm liking these lyrics <laughs> Is this right, R2? Yes. Okay. You, you were voided of nipple in the last movie, so you're hoping to get it here. Well, well I'm we just... get you, Sasha Jensen You nipple. will. <laughs> I just want to know what I'm getting into. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think Loomis is creepier than Michael Myers right now. They could have done something like with a better written script of, you know, he has just lost it, but they just kind of, it's comical. I mean, I like the idea that there's an evolution to his character throughout the movies, that he goes from being this... That's her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You can see the uh, 
the tan, tan line. line. The butt. And whoa, that was that's a Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'm hoping like people listening to this will like be watching along at home because otherwise just our random like oh yeah oh, it'll make no sense. I mean the worst thing that could happen is that you're not watching the movie as you listen to this and you have never seen the movie. No, the worst thing that could happen is watching Halloween five. <laughs> With no commentary. Yes. Why the fuck why would you jump into bed when you're completely wet after a shower? If you air dry, some of us do it. I, I loathe wet sheets. It's pretty rough. Well, I mean, it's gonna be rough. Okay, so she's like dripping. Yes. So I mean, yeah, that's too much. Why? At this she's point, lost weight since the last movie. Well, it's been a year, three hundred sixty-four days. After all that time, you still don't lock the door. God damn it! It's metal. <laughs> well, presumably that's how he got in. So, like, that's why she's. Because it was locked, but it's oh. it's Michael. Oh man, there's gonna also be understated laughter just due to the subtitles clatter. It's supposed to be door, but <laughs> <laughs> I really, I mean, this is early in the movie, so I I can just say. I'm hoping that she doesn't die too early into the movie. Like I thought, I thought she was done. They just should have now. cut to Mr. Cor. Oh yes, Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you have to hear this. It's Judge Reinhold. You heard like the the clown. Music, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. That that is a thing through the whole movie. Are they going to be like comic relief throughout the movie? It's they got the fucking baritone again. <laughs> the movie's so just like tonally all over the place. So, you know, the natural thing is she was really good at delivering her lines in the first one. Let's make her not fucking talk in the second one. <laughs> or fifth, fourth, whatever. Well, you know, you got to push her, her boundaries as an actress. <laughs> fucking Loomis is such a bully. <laughs> Speak, boy. <laughs> Man, that kid is not on the same level of acting. <laughs> fucking uh, Donald Pleasance pulled a... Um, fuck, who directed American Hustle? My joke's dead now. <laughs> uh, our nemesis? Fuck, what's his name? I'm just waiting for you to come up with it. O'Malley? Oh, Russell. Or, David O. Russell. O'Malley. Yeah, I knew it was an O, but basically the joke was going to be like when he called Lily Tomlin a cunt, that Donald Pleasance, get on my level. <laughs> but yeah, see, I can, I can roll with this arc that they're giving Loomis, where he just slowly loses his humanity in the eternal pursuit of... Uh, destroy michael myers see that's one of the a better movie would have done that <laughs> right i mean on paper i think that that's how you sell it right and like then... that's all that's left in his life is ending this guy how deep is that closet <laughs> like he's the hand there so it's like presumably he's 
<laughs> there he is. She she's gotten a lot more, uh, or I guess less she's, uptight. She's over Sasha Jensen. Yeah, definitely. Because she used to be the virginal character in the last movie, and now she's just walking around half naked. That is one of the underrated parts of four is Sasha Jensen getting in a fucking fist fight with Michael Myers. Take your best shot, <laughs> big <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Sasha, what are you taking? Nothing but this gun. I will always dig the uh, the girl walking around with oversized shirt and no pants on. Well, Rene Russo did it better and get shorty. We were still working at the theater when the fucking trailer for Wall Street 2 came out. We both were very into uh, Carrie. What's Carrie? Um, oh, uh, an education. Yeah. Yes. Um, Michael Fassbender's sister in shame. Anyway, in the trailer for that, she had the dress shirt on with no yeah. pants. Yeah, That's when she's yelling at Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Man, remember when Shia LaBeouf was like a bankable movie star? <laughs> he was almost Indiana Jones. Lawless was fucking good, man. But that was even after his star had fallen. That was more of a Tom Hardy slash Guy Pierce vehicle. I wonder if his, uh, his live web show. Oh, my God. She's gone. Right? So they orig- kill Rachel that quickly. In the script, uh and like it was supposed to be he was gonna shove the scissors like in her mouth and it was supposed to be like a graphic like, you know, down the throat kill. But she fought for like the characters, you know, she was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Ooh. Presumably, at, I mean, at the end of Carrie four, Mulligan. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> at the end of four, like, it's clear he doesn't know that his right. daughter's dead yet. I'm thinking so. that was that's a scene that was that I wish we had gotten. Like, yeah, maybe now. Go home and it's like <laughs> the deputies like had his head twisted around or whatever. And then his daughter's just like hanging impaled. on the wall. <laughs> the all time Halloween kill. He has a fucking double barrel shotgun, but instead of shooting it, stabs her with it. And he had to have the awkward moment of like putting Anthony his Michael putting Hall. his boot against the wall to like <laughs> be able to pull the shotgun out. It's young Noah Emmerich. Everyone, shut up. Tina's back. I don't even know if this actress does conventions. And introducing did as I don't, Tina. I don't know if she ever did anything. I mean, have to pull up like IMDb, but I mean, a lot of these actresses and you know the random victims in the '80s slasher movies never went on to huge careers. Well, the funny thing about that is, it seems like the originals of them always yield some kind of big result. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon uh, Johnny Depp. Well, used to <laughs> Gunnar Nelson or uh, Gunnar Hansen. So you say that the Rachel actress, like she fought for the character in the sense that yeah, she just she wanted like, like a slightly more dignified death. Is yeah. that okay? The Hayden Pantier. There you go. Can't die on screen. Did you ever see Halloween or uh, Scream Four? Read no. Well, he just spoiled something for you. <laughs> she doesn't die on screen. I have limited time on this earth. <laughs> Which is why I'm watching Halloween 5 on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. 
for presumably what at least the sixth time quite a life i lead julia are there any franchises as far as horror goes that you're really into uh I wouldn't say that I'm into them. I just realized, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but she's wearing Dolph Ziggler's ring gear. <laughs> Julio, I'm sorry. I know you don't I, get that. I, I, I recognize the name. I couldn't place it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. But it sounds like a wrestling thing. It is. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Is this why people... Not are... Raggedy Ann. Is this why people hate her? I mean, it's more of just her overt annoyingness. Like, she hasn't even turned it up to seven yet. And she, to, I mean, I don't mean to spoil it, she makes it through almost the entire movie. That's what keeps you going? <laughs> just waiting <laughs> the to see The threat it. of Tina? <laughs> but I know Reed and myself are both big, um, especially 80s horror fans. So... Halloween 1 is the best film to come from the whole slasher genre. But would you say what would you say is the best franchise in slashers? I find myself rewatching way more Friday the 13th than anything else. Honestly, like Nightmare on Elm Street because those were the ones and just by nature of the premise being more supernatural, they were able to do more with it. So but you and I have always disagreed on that because you don't like those. I like films. I like the original and I like New Nightmare. The rest of them I can kind of take or leave. Oh, and Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I don't know that I'm a fan of any franchise in particular. I've seen, much like with Halloween, like I've seen a handful of entries in each of them, but never enough to where I felt that I needed to go and rewatch the whole thing. I rewatched the original uh, Nightmare, I want to say last year. Great movie. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> it's okay. I don't have to be here. <laughs> I think it's it's. I can think they of never... it in the context of you know when it came out, and I was like, yeah, that must have like been. I mean, I watched it when I was a little kid, and it scared the shit out of me. And then rewatching it now, it's like ah, the it's concept pretty of it, dated. It, the, it, it's very limited by its budget. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of the the special effects and stuff are. It's yeah. really hard to take seriously if you're watching it right now as an adult. The concept of nightmare though is easily the best of any of the slasher. Just the yeah attacks yeah. you in your dream type shit. To to get back to this, like I love that like you see her, she's always hooked up to all these machines and stuff, but there's never any doctors actually observing her. It's just like uh, it's the computer paper just printing off to the side. <laughs> just like, all right, we're gonna take the X-ray, but I have to run out of the room to do it. At some point, they do the reverse shot, and it's just like a huge pile of paper in the corner. <laughs> Rick Moranis, no, this doesn't make sense. This is like uh, 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 it's the dot matrix, you know, there's the holes on the side. Where did all of these late 80s teens suddenly come from? I've never noticed that, I guess, that he's just like, oh, it's, is that him? Is the background? Michael in the back, or is that like just some the gardener? The, the groundskeeper? I guess it's supposed to be him. Oh, yes. shit. Okay, so they never justify, because they're getting ready for a Halloween party later that night. They never justify if he's already in costume or if this is like his look <laughs> in October 1989 in a suburb of Chicago. Ooh. 
Who is this guy? Domino. <laughs> Let's go get a slice of pizza. <laughs> no shit. Right? He looks like an extra from fucking Greece. Except for the the sunglasses. They're they're a little too hip for for Greece. The fucking backwards act of all this is he looks like someone who lives in Austin now. Yeah. <laughs> so does Tina. I mean, everyone in this movie. Yeah. The Haddonfield Child's Clinic is just one of your modern liberal schools. <laughs> I really hope they it is give a cool the. Car. I mean, gotta give them that. I hope they give the little girl more to do other than just act out. Like, Jamie. Yeah. No, like, it's this. This her. is it. That's just her and the machine. She didn't have movie. much to do until Rob Zombie made her get naked. <sighs> to be fair, she picked up sign language in a year pretty quickly. Well, she had nothing else to do. I'm guessing she didn't go to school or anything. Yeah. <laughs> She just had Loomis bullying her every day. Like she has to give have a, me a Cheerios. <laughs> she has to have a tutor, so like Loomis is the one you know. Give me your cocktail fruit. <laughs> uh. Julio, have you seen Resurrection Halloween? The one with where Buster is Ryan? the staff at this building? <laughs> what? There's a steam. This is like a danger. There's kids here. It's a children's clinic. Let off some steam, Jamie. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Resurrection. I've seen the first Halloween, this Halloween, and... This Halloween? Was that the one with Bing Crosby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one they play on Christmas. Uh, so I've seen one, four, do, do, do. five now. <laughs> and uh, actually, I guess that's it. The other end, you know... The Rob Zombie twofer. Jesus. Resurrection's the only one I haven't seen. I My understanding is I don't necessarily need to change that. There's a Halloween movie you haven't seen that's impressive. I've told you, Friday the 13th is my franchise. But Halloween is your favorite. Like the original <laughs> Halloween. Edward James Olmos. He's like the one guy who was working that morning. <laughs> oh, and the nurse. Outside the building. Apparently. There was not one character belonging to a minority in the fourth movie, so this is refreshing. Well, it's because yes, they're going to give her the incredibly stereotypical <laughs> role of the caring elder nurse. They're so over the place that, you know. Loomis. Accidentally backed out into some uh, representation. Is to fuck with her. <laughs> Jesus, you have to imagine at this point. It's been a year of this. <laughs> you think you're tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel about? Pleasance's performance. It it defines the franchise, in yeah. my opinion. Um, People, I mean, talk about like the how he became hammier with each progressive sequel. Even in the first one, he's pretty over the top in some parts. He is the most restrained in the first one, but it's all relative, right? She Shut had, up, she, bitch. <laughs> she said this many times over the year. 
She instinctively blocked the back that, hand. <laughs> I know y'all put like the screen caps for each one that you do. You need to go back to where like the the subtitle was "Tears won't get you anywhere," and then parentheses beneath it chuckles. <laughs> no, I think Donald Pleasance. I think it's admirable because he was in his time like a respected actor. He was a great actor. Yeah, yeah. And he devoted himself to this, and kind of in the end, Jamie Lee Curtis came back around. Devoted himself in the sense of he made everyone they asked him to it's be a part of. It's still there. Vincent's Drugstore. The fucking never-ending okay. drugstore. Uh, oh, God. How do we explain what's about to come up here? Is this? Is this, uh, this Michael is, Myers Hunter? This is the man in black. It ends up being the general from the first lethal weapon. <laughs> so did you take note? You understand that, yes. I guess. Did you take note? Julio, when we said the thorn, when it showed that tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. on Michael's wrists. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. This is supposed to be the Myers house. Shit wasn't blue. It suddenly, it's, they kept it in one and two, and do you see it in four? No. Okay. And because they when, just used that red brick house. That... When they go back to six, too, they find one that looks pretty close to it. I mean, um, but this, like, it's all of a sudden in this movie, it's this um, kind of, like, gothic mansion. So in the first movie, this is where the final thing happens? Um, so in the first movie, like, um, in the first one, like, the prologue where in 1963 where he stabs her, that's mm -hmm. the house where they grew up in. It became the Myers house. And then later when it's present day in the first Halloween, like, um... It's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's the one where Jamie Lee Curtis, like, his dad, her dad's trying to sell it, so he's like, oh, go drop off the key, and so it's kind of, like, boarded up and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the same house, but it's clearly, like, I mean, I... God, what would be behind that artistic decision? <laughs> which could pretty much be the subtitle for this entire movie. But... I love him, the laundry shoot. Look at that cane. My gold, gold. Look at, like. He has a mosquito and sap in that thing. Oh, I thought it was like an old timey photograph. <laughs> it does eyes, look like it. The eyes follow you wherever you go. Yeah. Mother, like a... <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Okay, so... Oh, so the he's wearing jeans. The thorn! <laughs> so, some dude with the same tattoo that Michael Myers has. Yes. And it's, this movie kind of fucking... And the tattoo never existed or was before, referenced in any way before this movie. Okay. And this movie kind of fucking tap dances around it, whereas 6 just goes... Mm -hmm. Like I told you before, how 6 completely goes in the fucking antithesis of direction of the rest of them, which I don't want to get into now. Cause I don't want to spoil kind of what happens here, but we can do that afterwards. Yeah. Oops. During the credits, we'll do our, where are they now? <laughs> so six is the one where you finally get the Loomis sex scene. Him and Paul Rudd. And, <laughs> and, and at the time, I mean, that was groundbreaking for a mainstream release. You, you do get to see some nipples in that one. Their house was not that fucking big. No. I honestly and thought that was a just fetus. Just a Metal Gear Solid, he just shoots the rat.
But um, like Reed was saying, we're watching four. What the fuck is Tina doing on a children's playground? Why is she in the middle? I mean, there's not a car coming. Here's Domino tending to his vehicle. Is that really his name? No. Oh. There was a wrestler, (laughs) Cliff Compton, named Domino who looked just like that. I thought you were referencing the Kira Knightley movie. (laughs) Ooh. That was supposed to be a Ronald Reagan mask they used, but the I think Mustafa Akkad or the film studio didn't want the movie to take any sort of political stance. <laughs> <laughs> Poor third wheel back there. No, because that's her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Chad. And these are so, like, I mean, Rachel's dead at this point, and so, like, the only connection was Tina, so, like, these are just... It's... Oh, no, it's the fuzz. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a lot douchier than God, And these Tina. are supposed to be, like, they're, like, in fucking high school. Woody Harrelson studied this dude's performance endlessly when preparing for Natural Born Killers. So there were 17 in the last movie, right? There were supposed to have been 17? Presumably, yeah. They're in high school. I mean, even the the guy in the flannel was clearly in his late 30s. Sit on and spin, Riz. (laughs) (laughs) This dude is compensating. I, at this point in the movie, I hate him more than Tina. That's a very fair assessment. He's sweating a lot. That 80s booger sugar, man. (laughs) (laughs) I do admire that they, Michael, they turned Michael into someone who studied his victim so much he knew it would irritate him before he killed him. (laughs) He's he's just got the tire iron in the passenger seat. You want to play? Kind of looks like Patrick Dempsey there. (laughs) Michael's got the garden hoe. Watch the edit here. (laughs) Okay, watch. (laughs) Do you see that? Yep. (laughs) What happened? They didn't have a good take where he fell and then Michael walked in? I don't know, but it's like this was a major release that was like put out in a thousand theaters. Like people are gonna the close staff, their eyes. The staff shows up for the fucking costume party, <laughs> and Loomis is just walking around wielding his pistol. <laughs> Would be great if he had like some kind of like he had like the Lone Ranger mask on, <laughs> or the undersized cowboy hat. Hey, Mister, who are you supposed to be? This Grace police officer. <laughs> Man, that kid sucks. Billy. Yeah. He doesn't really have a dignified arc in this movie. <laughs> what is okay? So he's a pirate, but what is with that very bejeweled? Um... And also the fucking rouge they threw on him. 
Oh, he didn't deserve that. Look at those sideburns, man. Ed McMahon leading the charge here. <laughs> Why do so many parents in Haddonfield have like this many kids with this many problems? <laughs> For real. Terrorized community. Oh god, I do not like that moon mask. That's pretty creepy. Is Loomis one of the judges? <laughs> <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> It should have been, she should have written, you should have heard like the, and then she rises in the frame. Shout at the devil playing in the background. I said, God damn. <laughs> They're very unconcerned about where Rachel is. <laughs> like, I know there weren't phones, cell phones in this era, but. Yeah, but still, she would be expected to be there, right? And Tina and her vampire slash French maid outfit. Wait, was Rachel going back oh. home? Was she going somewhere else? And that's why they're not expecting her to be around? Or I think it's just Tina's. She was going to the party the next town over. <laughs> <laughs> North Haver, bro. <laughs> oh, so Domino's name was Mike. Myers. Oh, so. They're related. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I never really put that together until this moment. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, I don't know that I hate her, but I am starting to. I'm, well, I'm just warm up to the idea of hating her. Loomis I'm, just at the table holding up the point five <laughs> amateur hour. <laughs> and again, imagine how great this would be if that was a Reagan mask. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Tina. Uh. No, I was going to say, I don't hate her, but I, I don't understand why she got the and credit. <laughs> oh. She was going to be the thing after this, man. I guess. She was the Kevin Bacon. Yeah, how did she get that credit? Good agent. She's pretty. She had the, the same <laughs> team <laughs> that Daniel Harris had to get billing over Donald Pleasance. I mean, everyone's beautiful to somebody, but she's actively a pretty girl as far as movie standards go. Well, like a Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> Just the oysters. <laughs> okay, we're about to get some acting. Oh, is this where Jamie does the new Jack dive? Oh, shit. Man in black. Do you have a hat on? He has a hat yeah. on. God, can you imagine, like, the one time they managed to convince Mike to, like, go to the hospital? They dragged him there. Just how just uncouth he must have been to everybody. Just lights up a cigarette. <laughs> They're like at the front desk, like, oh, we need you to sign in. We have to give you a name tag. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> As he's signing, he has a middle finger on. <laughs> yeah. Draws a dick on the paper. I don't want none of these developmentally challenged kids to touch my car, okay? If one of you 
one of you puts one of your grubby little fingers on that car. Get that fucking hot sticker off my rear view. So what's up with Michael Myers just taking a sweet time here with the kill? I mean, he just time. just took her for a joyride there. Also, Doogie Hauser's dad being the fucking president of the, <laughs> the home. Giant cookies. Oh, that pays off. Oh, here we go. It pays off right now. Thank you, terrible acting kid. <laughs> Is it dry goods? <laughs> Menswear. <laughs> Burlington. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> A big woman who works in the store. <laughs> One of those round the way girls. <laughs> Why is he translating when we can? The best part is that guy knows exactly where it is. <laughs> he drives by that mural every day and just like you know thinks about his wife that he hasn't loved in years. Are we about to get the... Oh, no, never mind. He put his new mask on, or his old mask on. It's not the modern shot of him clear as day. What did she run in for? Oh, he said cigarettes. Oh, okay. He's right there. (laughs) They put the the emergency blanket over her. Cover them up, ma'am. <laughs> Son of a Nobody bitch. noticed or heard him like peeling out. <laughs> to be fair, he had like a ton of beer in the car, and they're only eighteen, <laughs> so I can kind of understand. Oh, it's the uh, the two Stooges, brother. <laughs> Somebody consider calling her sister. So again, does a good job in four. Okay, what's the way we can make her seem as terrible as possible? Well, I was going to ask you if maybe part of the the big push here with Tina was that she was going to be the new face of the franchise. But I guess you've kind of implied that she does not make it. She actually uh, kills Jamie at the end of the movie. And then Loomis... <laughs> no! <laughs> and see, this is the best part. She says one word so she can start talking fluidly again. Uh, you know, once the, the dam breaks... Tina was the key. And I love Billy just lurking in the background. It's learned from Loomis. Hey, little mama. Let me whisper in your ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time Loomis has asked that either. God, this is the Oscar club. (laughs) 
pulls the gun out. <laughs> Shoot her! Man, those cops. Like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> Those guys get the Embry. <laughs> two of them. We'll just split it between the two of them. Copes were aiming to get a spinoff. Wonder who won the costume contest. <laughs> the moon. God, it was pretty. Who was the McDonald's in the 80s? It was like McMoon. Like, it was the advertising character they had. But, yeah, the Billy. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> oh, like the... It was like Mac Moon or McMoon. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald McMoon. McMoon. I don't know. You saw Billy was like eavesdropping on the cops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a creeper. Well, if there's one thing we've established about Billy thus far. Fuck, the man in black is back. <laughs> just manhandled Warren Zevon to get him out of the way it is very kind of like sitcom everybody just kind of shows up when they need to right you know? Stutter my ass. <laughs> he just doesn't want to go to school. Oh, man. This is just... Uh, this is like Julio's bachelor party. <laughs> Pretty much. There's Hadley back there with the cowboy hat. <laughs> and his seven tall boys. These guys are from a different movie. Yeah, I mean, that's just like... This is like Beverly Hills Cop, or... Uh... No, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I keep thinking that guy's Judge Reinhold. It would have been better. All they're missing is a box of donuts. <laughs> Don't worry, we get the clumsy fat cop later in this movie. God, I almost spoiled it, but the way he dies is just ridiculous. It looks a little bit like the... That Freddie Mercury costume is pretty on point. <laughs> what, what's the new movie called? God, they're, he, they're dancing like I dance if I have to. It's kind of like, okay, well, kind of hold your hands and swivel my hips. Like The best horror movie dancing ever is Crispin Glover and... Uh, oh, final chapter. Yeah. yeah. Is that Freddie Mercury movie coming out soon? This uh, year. Yeah. It's releasing it for the Oscar season. Where they don't go into the fact that he was bisexual or had AIDS? Supposedly. Yeah. Man, if it was Loomis, they all would have been dead. <laughs> Loomis would have been handing his revolver to someone just saying, hide this. <laughs> it says Judge oh, Reinhold and uh, Aaron Eckert. Oh, 
that's always bothered me just on a contextual level of where did he find the jumpsuit and Michael Myers mask? Well, I mean, it was the fourth one, right? Where they were like, suddenly they had like four Michael Myers. Well, he got the mask from the store. So presumably he went back to Vincent drug. (laughs) Um, But it's not like a scream thing where it's like the local. No, but ruffians think it's funny to dress up as the killer. But in the fourth one, they did, right? They did only for the purposes of that scene where Loomis, I'm seeing double four Michaels. Well, it's like a year later. It's, it's a hot ticket, well, hot item. In, uh, I mean, it's fair. In it's probably Hall- in Halloween too. Ben Tramer, he's it's... wearing the, you know, but with like the bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Before Loomis is 100 percent responsible for his horrible death. <laughs> Is the Halloween coming out next week? Is that like a reboot or is it going to be a standalone or do we know? I assume it does. It will depend on how well it does. Probably depends on how much money it makes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's going to be better than this. (laughs) Do you think? It turns out like it's one of the worst movies ever made (laughs) and this is just like famous last words. Well, do you think they'll kill off Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, they did already, didn't they? Twice she died in resurrection, and she at, like on at camera. This point, like yeah, at this point in you know the continuity, uh, like people watching this in the theater in '89, they in this pantheon of back. Halloween. Yeah, she. They don't even mention how she dies in four, but she's dead. Um, they, I want to say it's a, alluded to like a car accident or something. No, okay. Um, it's like Will Smith's uh, character in Independence Day 2. They put it online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not even in the movie. There's this... Um, I fucking hate... I didn't mean to cut you the off. Cat, so, the cat jumping out no, cliche? I, I fucking hate just this entire segment of the film. The little side trip like, about the cats? Yeah, and then it's just like repeated jump scare and bullshit. Like, fucking get to it. Kill Tina already. <laughs> Or at least kill no, the other that, guys. That's that's the big final dance number, Tina uh, getting off. No, but just you're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Like this point, there, I somehow saw a clip of like um, that movie, A Fish Called Wanda. Great mm-hmm. film if y'all have never seen it. Whoever's listening, um, it's like her and John Cleese on Donahue in the '80s, like promoting it, and they open it up to audience questions like they used to do on Donahue. And there's like this yokel who asks like. Uh, who was who was the guy in Halloween three? <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis just like through gritted teeth, she was like, uh, "Okay, Halloween three had nothing to do with Halloween one or two. And she's like, "And in Halloween four, like I wasn't in it. Like my character's dead by that point." And John Cleese is just sitting next to her, the most disgusted look on his face. <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. That's amazing. They're yeah. still playing with cats. Yeah, that this like completely derails all the momentum of the movie. To be fair, quotation marks around that momentum. Thing, that is adorable. <laughs> I mean, the cat is yeah. <laughs> to me though, this reeks of something that they finished the movie and it was seventy minutes, and they're like, "All right, we got to figure something out." What is even her name? Her and the, her boyfriend. Spitz. Okay, Spitz. Literally, as you ask the question. <laughs> saying is you better not hurt the cat julio did you ever see uh like kind of in the same vein of what we was talking about 
how they had Kane Hodder, the guy who plays Jason, get in full regalia and do a full interview on Arsenio Hall's late night talk show. Now for which movie? Jason takes, Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> he just went out and sat down and didn't answer any questions. <laughs> I think that's the kind of shit that Jimmy Fallon would do today. Except he would just be beside himself in laughter. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't be able to finish one question. Arsenio Hall, I mean, is, you know, he was no Johnny Carson, but he's much better than Jimmy Fallon. There is the point, though. He asked Jason, he said, Jason, you ever done the wild thing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is him again, because, I mean, she... I mean, Julio, just come save your day. She does get naked. (laughs) You would think after the first stab, you realize it's not a real blade. Yeah, when you're alive. Yeah. (laughs) I think I put all that adrenaline to good use. For real. This balding, (laughs) thin-haired, virile 17-year-old. High school student. On the edge of 40. <laughs> I forgot they make it there on feet. For some reason, in my brain, I wanted them to steal a car, even though I know it's not what happens. The incompetent police force here. No wonder everybody gets slaughtered. No wonder like fucking... Like clockwork every Halloween. Fuck, who is the the leader of the yokels? No wonder they had to take it into matters into their own hands. Uh, Earl. Earl. Earl is gone. All of them. They well, all died. I mean, they never Michael. say he's dead. That's true. None of them really, although I mean, he gets the head, it the worst. His head wasn't completely Earl's off. the man in black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's he had to go is. incognito because people were starting to ask questions <laughs> about Tom. How is it that Pleasance hasn't uh, you know, gotten the militia to come out again? Since, like, most of this movie... Quit bumping uglies and get out here. Most of this movie is people just walking into rooms when they're needed, so Lubis should be in the barn. (laughs) Just petting the cat. (laughs) Get on with Uh, it. Man, that's one of my moves. (laughs) Stab them with a... Stab them with a fake knife. knife. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was talking the. You, you make you them take, think they're about to die. You take it with the teeth, and you know, and it fills them with a sense of danger. This could happen tomorrow for real. So, I mean, logistically, Steve Austin said about having sex on the beach. How how much bullshit hype that is. Like sand, so you're get, gonna get sand. I mean, well, it'd be worse for the woman, but I mean, but yeah, sand everywhere. Fucking in hay. <laughs> Come on now, these kids deserve to die. <laughs> these young spry 18 year olds i mean i i imagine if you make a horror movie and you know that you're gonna have the requisite horror uh sex scene you kind of try to put a spin on it right so it's not just them having sex the dude's 41 easily (laughs) so this thing here was like she's gonna have sex with some really old dude completely clear rappers well that's a free condom he got it uh, at the clinic he got it. He got it at Vincent Drug. <laughs> it was just next to the mints by the the register, <laughs> on the fifth floor of that massive shopping mall in downtown Haddonfield. This is still going. So you can't tell. The that's, blue is the warmest color of Halloween's. Is that uh, Pleasance's hand or? That's a good point. Just realize where Ronda Rousey's getting her WWE look from. <laughs> oh. 
It's a shame because he was coming up on retirement. <laughs> Children of the corn, Michael. You're right, dude. It is so off-putting that the mask isn't tucked into the jumpsuit. Squelch. <laughs> that was the subtitle that they chose. All right. Good on her for at least putting up a fight. Briefly. Hey, oh, you hear something? <laughs> Look at both of the, those are like seventies haircuts. You think they were like a play on Starsky and Hutch? Did you have Maybe. the well, and the like blonde the, and the, the brunette? Side, they have their own theme music and shit. Yeah. To be fair, you could like say you. Maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit, but like in the last one, it was like he, you know, terminated his way through the police station. So it's like, hey, who wants to be a cop in Haddonfield now? <laughs> And I love that these were the only two that they could get. I don't they're, think that that's what they were thinking, but that's an excellent explanation. That is, they're the fucking stoners from Parks and Rec that were for like the <laughs> the pets department. That's me in the fucking lobster costume. Just a reminder Who's that the Tina's old still woman alive. Sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Movie? She's the comatose woman whose house they're having it at. <laughs> Megumi Kudo just running in the background there. Oh no, it's the cops. <laughs> Cheese it. All of us is 17 and 18. <laughs> we can't be drinking. <laughs> okay, so again, this place is presumably miles outside of town. Yeah. Fucking Jamie and Billy have just booked it on foot and made it there in no time. I wish I had the energy of youth. <clears throat> so wait. I thought someone gets naked in this movie because on you, I you briefly saw um, breast. I uh, kind of they were covered in blood. No, because I mean, that's there, your there, thing. There's a very quick shot like before because like, on the IMDb trivia it says it's not this, a tease <laughs> like Halloween four. <laughs> on the IMDb trivia it says this is the only Halloween to feature full frontal nudity, which did, is did they, from who? That, <laughs> well, you see, um, uh, um, through the shower curtain. Oh, oh, that's fine. What talking about, but, you know, it's kind of like okay, that's Rachel's stunt double. Okay, foggy nudity doesn't count. Well, fucking Riff Randall shows her boobs in the original, right? PJ Souls. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, duh, she does, because that's the famous "see anything you like" part. Yeah, I failed myself as a Halloween fan right there. That's what you get, Rip Tina. Rip Randall's was her character in Stripes, right? <laughs> Rock and Roll High School. See, that's the thing. Like, I saw she was going to be at that. That party cleared out quick. <laughs> hey, that's a huge disappointment that we didn't get to see the cops getting killed. Where was she going to be? What? Uh, PJ Souls was going to be at the Halloween con they're doing this month in L.A. Or this, I think it might it's be this today. week. today. Oh, is like, it today? I've been seeing some pictures on Twitter. That thing looks legit. Really? That's awesome. But anyway, my whole thing was, uh, if I ever met her, I would meet her more as a fan of Rock and Roll High School than Halloween, because I love that movie. But yes, and Tina somehow outruns a car. And these well, the kids do too. Later. I do love though that they have fucking Jamie sweating like she's in the twelfth round of a fight. <laughs> and she ran all the way there, and Billy's just blown up. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Let her die. <laughs> 
And see, this is the most frustrating part. It's like Tina should die right here, but they just prolong it. And Billy's like, bitch, don't sign me up for this. <laughs> oh, and he goes right after Billy. <laughs> Are we actually going to see Billy die? You tease me, movie. That was not the smoothest edit. Is this the most driving Michael Myers does in a movie? In well, the franchise? The in the yeah, in the first one, he drives, like, God, like four or five hours. <laughs> well, okay, I guess... Someone I'm... taught him how to drive? <laughs> On screen driving. Not, not like, miles oh. accumulated. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is Halloween San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I forgot how much this fucking falls apart. I mean, the it's, geography it's of this now. makes no sense either because, like, he should be, like, backing up and, like, having to go, like, get back in line again. Where are they, though? Like, what is growing in that crop field? The, the Christmas tree farm, apparently. <laughs> well, they are budding just for the holiday season. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Michael can't drive. He saw Ben Tramer. (laughs) That's still a smaller explosion than the one in Halloween 2. The one that was Loomis' fault? Yeah. Yeah. That was an odd choice of, like, why would you slow down that shot? (laughs) If I could change the world. We're still recording. It's weird because, like, the horn is honking, but they had that shot where, like, he's not leaning forward. He's still sitting back in the seat. So, presumably, he's just holding down the horn (laughs) like an asshole. (laughs) So, the budget was between five and six million. I was trying to look it up because that shot right there was a good part of it. The rest didn't pay Donald Pleasant. Yeah, (laughs) the rest was Donald Pleasant. Well, I say that, like, Tina, Wendy Kaplan, and Danielle Harris. So the guy that's playing Michael Myers here, is he the guy that played it in four? No. no. They never it wasn't like Robert England or Kane Hodder, like there was never consistency. Can you tell? Like if you hadn't known, would you have guessed that this is a different guy? It's more it's more just the movies than the performances. Because like the first one it's like very okay, it's methodical in how he moves and the the second one kind of. They still have the slow walk, but I was talking to Reed before you got. Yeah, that's how Tina goes. After all that, she Do you see how like the knife, the bent knife bent yep. when it hit her skin. This is a strong chest plate, and that's the problem. Like it couldn't even be more satisfying. Like she gets impaled into like an electrical box, and her head explodes. That happens. In, well, part one six. cut of part six. <laughs> no, but uh, what you were asking, Julio, uh, Reed, and I were talking about before you came over today, like in part six. The dude who plays Michael, like, does not understand the cadences of it. Like, there's parts where he's almost, like, light jogging, and it's it's very distracting. He also has a beer gut. <laughs> it's a couple of shots where he just, like, stops to catch his breath. <laughs> yeah. Again, people just showing up when they need to. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> 
at least they kind of explain like the cops like driving and stuff because uh, otherwise you just presume Loomis just like hoofed it. <laughs> <coughs> he limped his way there. He rented one of those scooters. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> Jesus. She gets to the parting shot. God, they don't even, like, put a blanket over her. <laughs> Plus, you wouldn't move the body that quickly. No. <laughs> Loomis, the body slumped over his shoulder. <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> Pack it in, boys. <laughs> it looks like the sheriff has aged a lot more than everybody else his daughter was five. brutally murdered i mean tragedy you know right but the entire city has been you know losing people they lost tom he's he's spent a year well i mean they never found out what happened to him <laughs> uh but they spent a year and like his police force was these two morons i mean so you know if this that is too. what he has to deal with Five days a week between the hours of nine and five, like all police officers work. And that was just him in that huge house. So yeah, that this mansion. Is we, yeah. We get the Donald Pleasance exposition. Away, away. Okay, so while he's doing this, this is the exact opposite, but like in four, one of the things we didn't talk about was how fucking awesome Donald Pleasant's speech is when he sees Michael in the diner. The why now? Right. Why yeah. come back? Leave those people alone, take me. Donald Pleasance, Halloween 5. <laughs> Katawa Farm has no place for you. <laughs> like, he gets them to go along with it. Like, I guess they just, you know, on Halloween, it's... they give him authority in the town <laughs> he's deputized one day a year it's kind of like when the president has to go under anesthesia and they have to like sign a bunch of paperwork like you are the acting sheriff of haddonfield i mean he is the expert what's i his guess name? what's that guy's oh, name? shit it was troy something or other tom wilkinson <laughs> troy evans troy evans perennial 80s character actor um I mean, he is the, the, the Halloween expert, though. So I, I can see how at some point they just throw their hands in the air and they go, like, just do what he says. I love the Navy SEAL with the do-rag This on. is great. Yeah, like, they never explain, like, is this, you know, SWAT? Is it? <laughs> they gave Loomis a fucking walkie-talkie. Like Loomis said. There's something I really liked about 4 and that 5 taking a good while to get to. And that is that in 4, they took him seriously pretty quickly, which was refreshing. Because usually, you know, the model for a horror movie is that it takes you a while. It takes Until people a while it's to, too late. Yeah, you know, yeah. to take things seriously. But no, here, Loomis showed up on, in town and, you know, he was like, 
oh yeah that guy right uh but yeah he he told them hey this is happening and they they're like oh okay it's happening let's take care of it in this one in five despite was, the previous year being the most horrific yet right it's like oh this crazy old man remember how your daughter got offed <laughs> Seems like we're finally at the point where we would have been at the, we should have been at the beginning of the movie with everybody taking the threat seriously. Yeah, where's Billy? There's the thorn. I think part of the intrigue of all these and what pulls us all together is having Donald Pleasance there as far as like the commanding force. It, to me, it, like it adds legitimacy to all these movies in a way that. You know, the other slashers don't have. Very subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but this was by, because it was six years um, after this one before they made Halloween 6. And, I mean, by that point, he was in very, very poor health. and He passed before it came out, right? He, well, the problem was, like, he shot his scenes and then passed away not too long after they wrapped and then they had the disastrous test screening so they had to do reshoots and a lot of it is very clear like body double and yeah oh he is kind of an unlikely hero it's supposed to be the national guard it says police (laughs) remember the state police were in fucking four yeah Uh, I guess, you know, you don't think when you think of the hero of a franchise, the horror franchise, you don't think of, like, the guy in his, like, how old is he here, you know? You think of 50, 60, right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you think of somebody that's, like, uh, he was young. Probably and, in his 70s when he died. But here in this movie, what? Late 60s, has to, at, at least. Oh, yeah, he gets the cops to go, yeah. Great idea. Except for this guy. Okay, where else do you know him from? Uh, he's just one of those uh, faces, like TV movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a timeline where Jamie Lee Curtis did not leave the franchise, and it's her headlining four and five. I don't know what the fuck that would look like. Oh, no, yeah, because she kind of... Uh turned her back on him for a while because she also had um she had halloween one and two she had terror train and prom night uh, you like prom night it's, has its moments uh um and she was also in the fog which isn't a slasher movie but oh she is in the fog right yeah she hooks up of, with that guy one of carpenter's kind of lesser efforts still good but but I think she kind Sorry. of like was getting branded as a scream queen, and she tried to like distance herself from that, like trading places. And truth be told, I think it would have gotten kind of. It's very much a, a Quint destroying the radio yep. on the boat moment. <laughs> uh, bringing Jamie Lee Curtis back for four and five, I think. True, like, it could just be my bias of how much I love four, but. Adding the Jamie character, I think, pumped new life into it mm-hmm. and made it interesting. And then Five made sure to go ahead and kill that. <laughs> so Loomis just committed two felonies? Child endangerment. <laughs> but, I mean, he's been doing that for 
at least a year or so. <laughs> Bullying her, pulling her at the ankles. It's yeah. a loose cannon. But damn it, he gets the job done. <laughs> or does he? Because Michael Myers is still alive the five movies later. Mansion. Not for lack of trying. I mean, they. <laughs> God damn it, it's metal. <laughs> I never noticed that before, the mask breathing. It's a nice touch. By the time Loomis makes it down the stairs, it's going to be Halloween 8. <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is, if he's already blown it, blown it up in the, the second one, right? Yeah. Just a gun? I mean, you'd think he'd be loaded with heavy weaponry. It would be great oh, just like just a, you wait. a montage of like, you know, Luma's like, you know, putting the Uzi clips in. <laughs> yep. The Lost Boys montage. Yeah. Filling the squirt guns up with holy water and shit. The grenades, the bazooka. Thinking like the beginning of Batman Forever where you see him like getting all his shit in his utility belt. It's just. <laughs> zoom, zoom. But how has he figured this out? He is he just taking a he wild guess? He studied him for years. <laughs> he tried to keep him locked up. It's like coming back to the old house. This is clearly not his house. <laughs> and Loomis is that's like ballsy to stand right next to him while he's holding a knife. He's the only voice he trusts. So, like, if he got if he gets the knife away from him, is his plan just to, like put one bullet in him? <laughs> Man, Donald Loomis is the <laughs> Loomis is the deputy Dewey of this franchise. Because he gets fucked up in every movie, but he keeps coming back. I mean, well, yeah, in part two, he literally blew himself up. <laughs> How do you top that? Supposedly, like, uh, gosh, I supposedly, I think I've read it. Like, there is, like, the first draft of Halloween 4 was supposed to start with... Um, His funeral? Well, because the end of Halloween 2, like, it's very, like, he Jamie blows up, he blows up the... Um, uh, hospital room that they're in and like Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hallway and gets like knocked down by the explosion and Michael comes out in flames and then collapses and that was supposed to be the end of the scene and supposedly part four like it was supposed to start with like a dark empty hospital hallway and an explosion and Loomis was supposed to be thrown at the camera and like the idea was like immediately like cops would come in and put the blankets over him to try and give some credence to like this is how he could have possibly survived okay so why didn't that happen budgetary i don't know because that's an amazing shot to see loomis like coming at the camera that cop just fired six shots and two of them hit at point blank range (laughs) stormtrooper material there 
Troy Evans. No, brother. Oh. Ah. But I have to say, having seen now three... Creative. Yes, but having seen three movies now in the Halloween original timeline, I guess, the kills are not that brutal compared no. to Friday the 13th. Who was that body? I don't know. Or was that fucking Ed McMahon, the leader of the costume contest? Maybe. Yeah, because he pulled up. He's like, damn it. Like, I know this guy. <laughs> it's a small town. I think my bigger infatuation with 4 and 5 was growing up and in high school and college, uh, AMC only owned the rights to the original 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones they showed every year. So those around the, the clock, yeah. too. Yeah, it was the Christmas story on TNT just <laughs> constantly, and they're they're playing it back. Remember, Loomis locked the the shoot. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, what little kid didn't jump in the laundry shoot? I mean, if you had a laundry shoot, uh, you know, we don't in Peru. We just wash clothes at the well. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, six Halloween six. If I remember correctly, H two O, and I've never seen Resurrection, but those focus way more on like the salacious, over the top kills than the originals do. Thankfully, Rob Zombie's well, yeah, I mean, Halloween even, like tone it down again. <laughs> even four has like is clearly influenced by like the eighties slasher thing. There's much more gore. There's much more. Although these don't touch any of the Friday the 13th. Or Nightmares. Um, Two does have Michael filling a syringe with air and then injecting it into, like, someone's eye or some shit. It's so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. At the very least, like several bones broken (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately michael knows where to go because it's his house there you go it's all paying off it's also a laundry shoot i mean (laughs) there's not many options it's not going to be like the the fat kid and willy wonka like he could be (laughs) in any one of these tubes (laughs) i do love the crossfit ropes set up in his basement I'm guessing that Donald Pleasance is not out of the game yet, even though... Well, they had that shot of him, like, clearly kind of like, huh? (laughs) Right, but I mean, like, he's going to show up to save the day, or is he, like... He's going to come flying out of that laundry chute at any moment, (laughs) just a gun in each hand blazing. I mean, it's 2018, and I'm still not convinced Donald Pleasance is out of the game. (laughs) I love that shot. It's such a bad 70s horror shot. So, he is trying to kill her because she, in a way, calms down his rage with the mental connection that they share. The be- that's I the, that's the running theory. Her in the, the fucking shoot. 
my the best you can do with it is kind of that of he didn't get to kill Lori, so he wants to kill her. Well, uh, I mean, there will be the credits and the how, how, however long we go. <laughs> um, but it goes into six, and they give them credit. They really try to go for it as far as the explanation. But like to set up like the symbol that you've seen in the man in black, when they were writing this, it was literally one of those like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we haven't seen the man in black in a while. Like, Every time he shows up, I've already forgotten that he's in this movie. <laughs> I would have, like, snuck him into the background at the Tower Farm Party. Like, dancing in the background? Yeah, just like, you know, they obscure his face just enough. And he's got, like, you know... You hear dr- the spurts, uh, spurs <laughs> rhythmically tapping to the music. He's got a drink in one hand. Hell of a police force Haddonfield has. Incompetent as fuck, but... <laughs> just... After the last movie, they just deputized every single <laughs> able body. We're holding tryouts because we had a bit of a staffing problem. This house still isn't as big as the sheriff's mansion. <laughs> Again... This is the same length as four. Julio, is it safe to say you feel the length of this way more than four? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is this is about ten minutes longer, like runtime, but four flies by. Yeah, it doesn't have the um there's a single ice skate. Well the thing with four also is it... Oh, there's the other one. Okay. This is <laughs> it's just not Oh no, there the they end are, to but... its yang. So presumably Michael came back to the house earlier in the day. And did all this. Oh, <laughs> Domino. Domino. See, that fucking sucks, because that's the first realization that Rachel's dead. Yep. Her incredibly close group of friends who weren't the least bit concerned that she suddenly <laughs> vanished. Um... The thing with four, though, that I think helps is just that it, it's not just a 10 minutes shorter, but it also it just keeps moving. Yeah. And this one feels like we keep going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> and then we keep stopping and resetting. Yeah. For like these fucking. And we went to play with the cats for like 10 minutes. Exactly. Like we just need to set up these new directions to go to. It's like whoever wrote this forgot where they were going and then wrote until they remembered where they were going. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. That's like a precursor to Martha. <laughs> How did you know my name was Uncle? <laughs> Why did you say that name? So this is the big thing, like, in the trailer, they're like, uh, Michael's back. And this time he's unmasked, and they use this shot. But look at what you get here. I mean, we clearly saw in the opening it was Dylan McDermott. <laughs> if it had been Donald Here Pleasance. Comes. Okay, next shot. See, and I guess it has to be like, because you can kind of see the... So we shouldn't here, here have we say, seen anything. Oh. 
single tier. Halloween 5, best picture. Wait, that but was yeah, it? Again, like, in uh, the original, he sets up that really elaborate display of bodies, but this is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this whole movie is just people walking into frame. And now he is literally using her as bait. <laughs> Tell me he has a gun, at least. There's a method to his madness, man. He's a doctor. <laughs> Jesus. It's uncalled for. clear that uh, Loomis has lived long enough to become a villain. Like, presumably, he's going to have to go before the Illinois you know, Medical Board of Review and have to justify. <laughs> so where do you get those... Tranquilizer darts? And the chain, man, like the, the net. What is that? Like, well, Michael was in here, like, earlier in the morning setting up, and then he left to, like, get lunch, and Loomis showed up to set up his... And now he's just fucking going full hacksaw on him with the 2 by 4 I mean, at this point, <laughs> I wouldn't stop until... That's what they showed at the In Memoriam at that year's Academy Awards for him. All bullshit aside, I do love the. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie because it does show his complete descent into madness that he just wants to, like, murder this thing. Okay, but you have to know better by now. There's no way that that's it. Barney making a cameo on her podcast in the background. Yeah, exactly. You have to know that it's not conceivably over. Right. I mean, after how he survived every single thing you've done in the past three movies. Well, they acknowledge it because they, they take him away here. And they unmask him. And he's like, I would have gotten away with it. See, this is he's like just rocking back and forth. So presumably he won't have to stand trial for his crimes. <laughs> Why is Jamie there? <laughs> That's him. <laughs> she said, book him, Dano. <laughs> I just love because like the story and what it ends up being, it's like he's wearing jeans. And I do also love, like, the idea that they're all just leaving for the night, just leaving him there, like, locked up in the local shed. Or holding cell. So is this guy about to just show up to recruit him to the Avengers? Oh, man. Some Halloween, huh? <laughs> She's been deputized. We lost more cops this year. It's time for the children to bear arms. <laughs> 
We'll take you back to the clinic with all the other freaks. <laughs> that was kind of a creepy... Oh, okay, here we go. Where's Billy? Um... Okay, is he like... It's like the bars, but he's coming through them? <laughs> Some very odd choices in this movie. Is he about to break uh, Michael out of jail? Michael Myers? He said, stay in the car. Have you heard about the Avengers Initiative? <laughs> Haddonfield Police. Yeah, there's no way the Haddonfield would be like a real city because they wouldn't allow this portrayal of the police force. <laughs> that's, that's very true. The ineptitude. Two years in a row and the entire... <laughs> oh man, they're wiped out again. It is like in GTA Why would you when sign you could up go, for this? when you could go to the police station and pick up a gun at least. We did, from all the papers on the floor, we missed the shot of, like, the, the stuntman with all the squibs, like, holding the papers <laughs> through the, oh, as they go in the air. Slow motion. Yeah. That guy fell very straight, like, you know, kind of. <laughs> the man in black, like, he planted a, a cell phone and some the next cell over the <laughs> the town drunk that they lock up every saturday night you know it was all part of the plan to get michael myers captured i don't i still don't understand how they thought it was just going to work to put him in a fucking the cell that they put the fucking local yokels in and that was halloween five so really they Man, were how, oh order of appearance i was like how did the sheriff get billing over <laughs> That's Bo Star you're talking about, man. So they were hedging their bets on Deputy Nick and Deputy Tom on Halloween Six being like released the following year, like, and that's where we're gonna explain I everything that, that was happened. Steve Anderson playing cop and field. <laughs> okay, so Halloween Six, this bombed, but like, it literally um, because the thought process when they were making this was like, oh, we'll have Halloween Six ready for Halloween 1990. Um, Gonna start planting the seeds. Yeah. Uh, and the rights at this point, they it it also I think it was a mix between this like losing a lot of money and then or maybe not losing but just not making as much as they did, and it was also, um, the legality the rights to this were kind of a nightmare. They just got tossed around from studio to studio, and at this point they were basically independent productions. So Halloween Six is. I think Reed said it. Giving them credit, they went for it. But the thorn thing is the storyline of Halloween 6. So the man in black is... Is Paul Rudd? No. Paul Bummer. Rudd, okay, so Paul Rudd in Halloween 6 is Tommy um, Tommy Doyle, who is the little boy that Jamie Lee Curtis is babysitting in the original. Okay. So he grows up, like, obsessed with this shit. And it is kind of, like, there's a lot of good ideas in Halloween 6, because, like, the thing is, like, Tommy never got over that and, like, became obsessed with Michael, and he kind of became a Loomis. Yeah. In a way. 
So Halloween 6 is the story of the thorn, which is that tattoo. It's the man in black. It's the thing you see on the wall. The man in black and Reed, help me out here because I'm still trying to piece it together at 31 years into my life. <laughs> All these years later. Yeah. So there's this like cult of – they're like the cult of thorn, and they control Michael um, as far as like they're controlling evil and like have have him do their bidding. But there's also – wow, look at these – Becca, white sister, DV8, second time around by the the Rhythm Tribe. <laughs> we have we have the end credits on mute, but are we missing like the Rhythm Tribe playing over the end credits? Um, sporting woman, baby, I'm yours. Let's not understate. Special thanks to Delta Airlines <laughs> and Passionella Cashflow. You zip Donald Pleasance around the country when we needed him. Travel services provided by Holiday Express Travel, Glendora, California. Um, so anyway, they like, it's this cult of evil that like acknowledges Michael as this like beckon of total evil and satanic energy. And the thorn is also a constellation that only appears in random Halloween nights. And so it's like, that's kind of like when the stars align, Michael goes to kill, but he's also controlled by this cult. The guy who wrote um, Halloween 6, who got the job, is a guy who um, still is kind of, like, very involved in the horror community. His name is Dan Ferens. Uh, he directed, like, the, like, eight-hour Friday the 13th documentary that's, like, yeah. all behind the scenes. But he talks kind of, like, in hushed, legendary tones about his first draft that he's, like, it would have explained everything, but he also acknowledges it would have cost, like, $20 million to make. <laughs> um and it was supposed to explain, like, his idea coming in was, like, to tie up all loose ends. Um, so it has this huge elaborate backstory, but Halloween 6 just is... But it, it is a it, fascinating film in it many ways. It turns Absolutely. a franchise into something completely different. It, it takes it in complete, like, that's the fascinating thing about this movie. Not that this is good in any way, but it clearly was setting the groundwork for what we're going to do next. Even though they were just like, let's throw this in and we'll figure it out later. It's basically like a, a very unintelligent intellectual attempt at continuing the franchise in a different direction. Because like you said, and also the deaths, like fucking Domino getting killed with the hoe and fucking this insatiable thirst for gore in this that there wasn't before. The hanging is so fucking brutal when he hangs that police officer. But yeah, so Six... Uh, hangs that beloved character actor. <laughs> Troy Evans. Six amps up the gore way more. Yeah, six is almost um, so. Basically, yeah. So um, to get back to it, so they shot a version of six that uh, tried to explain everything, and it still it became known as the producer's cut. Um, it still isn't very good, and it's kind of a mess. But they did a test screening; it was this huge disaster. So they're like, okay, we have to do a week of reshoots. But Donald Pleasance had passed away, and so the idea of like at this point was. Um, uh, Dimension Miramax owned the rights, so they were like, uh, "Okay, let's amp up the gore. We'll at least like give the audience a lot of gore." So the we'll give them what they really want. Yeah, the theatrical cut of Halloween Six has scenes that are almost comical of like the deaths in them, and it also changes. We so, really let's just watch it. <laughs> so the biggest thing about Six that's the weirdest is uh, it starts. Jamie is nineteen or twenty. It starts with her running away because she just gave birth. And the thorn wants to capture the baby to basically, I guess their intention is to consolidate all the evil. Like, if Michael goes, then they have this baby. 
and so they need to kidnap it. And then also, it's Michael's baby. So Michael and Jamie create this child. In the theatrical cut, they, well, never, they never say it, but in the producer's cut, it's clear. That they had sex at some point? Yeah. It, yeah. That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> I know. Where was Billy when all this happened? <laughs> but they, it, it's also, like, you kind of see it in, like, flashes, but it's also implied that, like, he impregnated her in front of the cult. Like, they were, like, watching. Dude, it's so fucking weird. It's like, they're in, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark type sets, like, sacrificing people, and it's all these cult members, the man in black, and then people in these robes, and then Michael's just standing there with his mask and blue jumpsuit on in the background. Like, I know you you probably think we're making shit up, but this <laughs> no, really I, I actually but I don't. One of his ideas, too, for Halloween 6, like, the payoff in, I don't know how well you remember the first Halloween, and if you did, there wouldn't be... There's this very quick scene where, like, after Michael's escaped, where, like, Loomis is, like, getting in his car to head back to Haddonfield. Mm -hmm. And the doctor he's talking to, he's like, you're crazy. Like, he couldn't have escaped. He doesn't even know how to drive. That doctor is, turns out to be the doctor who's behind all of it. Did they get the same actor? No. They got literally, like, you've seen Lethal Weapon. Yes. The bad guy who's not Gary Busey, the general, <laughs> he plays the, the doctor who, like, turns out to be behind everything. Um, did they get Danielle Harris for for six? No. Do you want to take this one or should I? <laughs> Be my guess. Um, they wanted Danielle Harris to come back in the producer's cut of Halloween. She's in most of it, but she ends up dying like two thirds of the way through. In the theatrical cut, she's dead in the first ten minutes. Um, Danielle Harris wanted to do it, and there's a couple of like different stories, but like she apparently they didn't want to meet her exorbitant like salary demands. She apparently asked for five thousand dollars for like a couple days' work, and they're like, "Yeah, no, that money's going to Paul Rudd, <laughs> rising star Paul Rudd." So it's a different actress, yeah. and she looks nothing like Daniel Harris. It's a uh, it's a fascinating movie. And... Does it does it end the franchise? Like in the sense that does it finish the story, or did it, like? It ends it in the sense of, like, the next one they did was H2O. So Halloween 6 came out just a year before Scream, so slashers weren't back yet. So it didn't do well. And then when Halloween, they decided to do Halloween H2O, it's like, okay, let's get Jamie Lee Curtis back. Forget all that other shit. We're going to make a Scream copy. So H2O Sorry. takes place, like, right after 2, technically? Or, like, they... Did they even really acknowledge two? Kind no. of. Yeah. They kind of, they're like, oh, a bunch of people died on Halloween night. But basically four and five and six didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, six also is shot, like, so cheap. Like, even the Blu-ray looks like you're watching a VHS. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty comical. Uh, but obviously the point of today was four and five. So between the two, uh, I mean, we give I give them props for trying to go in a different direction. It's just something that didn't work. It's basically it tried to take this horror franchise in almost like a sci-fi direction, and yeah, it's not good. And Paul Rudd is rough in six. It was his first movie. No, I mean, and there's he has charm. Yeah, he's very charming, but like some of his delivery, and Loomis is yeah on death's door. God bless him. But uh, for today, Julio, Reed, and I have seen these movies quite a few times. <laughs> Yourself, uh, thoughts. Four is a good movie. I mean, like... All things I, being equal. All things, you know, like, giving giving it, like, this like that I would give, like, you know, a slasher movie because I know it's not my kind of thing. I was, like, I was entertained. It flew by. I loved the ending. Uh, five is just a disappointment on every level. 
Because, you know, you, they kind of like back out from a really good ending in 4. And instead, I mean, I, I can't think of a single thing I was a fan of here other than uh, Loomis's arc. But that's not really a focus of the movie. It kind of happens. And it's as, not given, a, you know, if they'd done a second draft of the script... Right, they probably could have neatened it up a bit more. Right, where the movie is about Doctor Loomis losing his mind yeah. and becoming a monster, but instead, that's crazy that they have all this set up for something that doesn't pay off until the next movie. <laughs> well, what's weird too is like Loomis in Halloween Six when you meet him, like he's retired. Uh, they say retired. I imagine he had like his gun and badge taken away <laughs> after they were like, "You did what to that kid?" <laughs> um. But he's, like, kind of retired and, like, living in the outskirts, and he's like, uh, oh, I put it all behind me. And then the some very, they very drag him back contrived in. exposition happens, and he's like, oh, well, you know, time to go back to work. My overall thoughts about 4 is it is this amazing build that 5 completely drops the ball on, like on like you said, on almost every level. Rachel dies immediately. Uh, Jamie's completely... Um, unempowered like she becomes this big thing and then she's just nothing and she doesn't even she can't even speak until halfway through the movie she's I mean, a, she's just like a plot device basically i mean the existence of tina the, <laughs> the mask i'm glad you enjoyed four though for what it is i think it's really really good enjoyable and an easy watch whereas this is just kind of kill 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 fill in the gaps and then also hey we're gonna try to make this really weird storyline about this cult this is a this is a weak entry in the slasher movie and then on top of that they just add all this weird just you know planting the seeds for for a movie that sounds crazy as far as like what they do to the mythology so to speak of the of the franchise which i mean i guess if if six was a good movie from what you guys are telling me, and it had like reinvigorated the franchise and created this whole new thing. And Halloween had become not just about, about Michael Myers, thorn. but yeah, but about the thorn. It would be, I mean, kudos if they could could have pulled it off. But no, it just so, as it is. Five doesn't. I don't think that it stands well on its own uh, with all that added stuff. You know, it just feels like what was the fucking point? Yeah, we cut to the the man in black. What four or five times throughout the movie. And, I mean, I don't know, when you guys were watching it, did you know that that didn't pay off in this movie? So, I'm I'm not sure I saw these in any kind of order. And, I mean, I would have seen them, like, when... I was on, a on, child. On TV <laughs> yeah. and, like, you know, renting them. So, and then, uh, like, I can't imagine going in blind. Like, if you and I weren't toddlers, I mean, we would have been at every one of these. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, every Friday, every Halloween, every Nightmare on Elm Street in the 80s. So, I can't imagine, like, going in if you're, like, a dedicated fan and not just, like, oh, I'm going to see the new slasher franchise. Like, it had to have been, like, a what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if you watch this movie with no idea of the context of anything else in the franchise, you would be very, very confused. Honestly, yeah, if you guys hadn't, like mentioned it and you didn't really i mean it's not like you spoiled you didn't tell me what was going to happen but i mean i fully expected there to be some sort of resolution to this thing <laughs> right there uh, they tried i mean they were really trying that one uh the guy who wrote it like when i started to get into really into horror and was like seeing these and stuff like i had the benefit of i could go online and find out on like 
message boards like, oh, there's this alternate cut of Halloween 6, and it actually explains everything, and then you see it, and you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. It's Is there – I mean, Halloween, like I said, is easily of the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre like a franchise no. on the level of the three. But Halloween is far and away um, the best film out of them. I mean – the next one way down the line, I mean, you could argue would be like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, but there's no more. And in that way, there's no bigger fall from grace. Yes. In <laughs> quality wise of the series. How crazy would it be if the new Halloween reintroduces the thorn? <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a standing ovation if that's what happened. Well, they have like um, in the first trailer for the new one, they have like that very quick, like snatch of throwaway dialogue where it's like, Oh, wasn't she his sister or something? Like, right. No, that's just something somebody made up. It's like, nice. nice. <laughs> All right. Well, this was our first commentary track. I do hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I do want to make sure we throw it over to our guest, Reed. I do know uh, you have some goings-ons to plug, so if you would, let us know what's going on with uh, the Other Worlds Film Festival. It's our yearly Other Worlds plug. That's right. Yeah, thank you for asking me an hour and a half later. <laughs> Well, I didn't think the Thorn uh, <laughs> prologue was the right time to bring it up. Um, yeah, so I'm a programmer for uh, Other Worlds Austin. We're a sci-fi and horror film festival. We're starting our fifth year. Um, our festival is going to be December. This will air probably, what, in like a couple of weeks? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before Halloween, okay. yeah. I was uh, – I was I taped a public access TV show last night, and like we went on. There was like a trivia game show type thing, and it was horror-themed. And it was kind of like, uh, oh, we want to make sure we're able to plug our festival. And they were like, yeah, we can't guarantee this is actually going to air before December. <laughs> so they're like, be very vague when you talk about the festival. But yeah, um, our festival this year is December 6th through the 10th. Um, you can find us on all social media at Other Worlds Austin and uh, www.otherworldsaustin.com. You guys have both been there. Yes. I, yeah. I appreciate it. A both great time every time. It. I have a shirt. I have two shirts, actually. Wow. I know. But I have, yeah, a, I mean, I have a picture too, also where I'm like I have the Planet of the Apes background. Oh, and, from our photo booth. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I have one with Godzilla. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff you're missing by not being there. Um, <laughs> Do you have? Are you allowed to like say anything about the stuff that's playing right now, or is it too early? Um, we have uh, the world premiere of a documentary, um, and the title escapes me. So thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, – our big thing is um, we're going to show for the first time it's been seen in American screens for 40 years the um, Battlestar Galactica, the TV series. So the pilot for it was originally shot as a theatrical movie, and nice. it was kind of like barely released and then pulled, and then they did as a TV series. But Universal gave us the rights. We're showing a, a remastered cut of it. We have the, and we have the director of it um, who went on to be kind of like a journeyman through 70s and 80s uh, television he directed like a ton of like episodes of Quantum Leap and Airwolf and like a ton of just like genre stuff through that. But uh, Alan Levi, he'll be joining us at the festival this year, and uh, yeah, come on out. That's awesome. Uh, Reed, we thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. This, these are your movies that we're watching. They are. You, you brought the deluxe, the Blu-rays. Now, are we going to take a break before we watch Halloween Six? <laughs> my throat is dry. <laughs> The oh. two, the two editions, producers cut and the theatrical regular. cut. Well, and yeah. Which order would you recommend watching them? 
Well, our plan here that we're going to do is we're going to bring another TV into the room. <laughs> oh, okay. And we're going to press play at the same time. And uh, uh, God, I, I mean, I want just watch the it. producer's cut. And once, if you're going to watch it, you have to watch both. I mean, I, you can't. I guess maybe the theatrical cut first because you have to see kind of. I guess you have to see it in the order that, that it was released at the time would have seen it. Yeah. Also, kind of similar to this was released as Halloween six 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 and all the marketing and whatnot, but of course when it came out, because you know there was one person that went up, they've made 665 of these. (laughs) One of the very first, like, uh, bootlegs I ever bought was at Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas, um, in the seller's room. It was a DVD burn of the producer's cut of Halloween 6, and I wish I still had it, because it had, like, a paper cover printed for it, and it was, like... it was spliced together from so many sources. Like at some point it has the time code and at some point it's like, it goes from widescreen to full frame. And I wish I still had it. The days before the internet would make it much easier. I'm sure to download just a copy of that. I remember it was on YouTube for a while. I went to a screening, a double feature of four and five uh, Cinemark did way back in like 2006 or 2007. And there was some guy that set up a gimmick table outside the theater that was selling VHS copies of the producer's cut. God bless him. Should have bought it. You want to know how this story ends? There you go. Uh, but yeah, was that... he like sanctioned by the theater? Or no. Was he... <laughs> he kept having to move because they came out and said, "Hey, get out of here." God, that's amazing. It was Donald Pleasance. Oh. R.I.P. He, been dead for several years. That <laughs> that's what's so creepy about it. Here you go. The way God intended. So, wrapping up, we thank you for joining us for our first commentary track. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll do another one of these. But that was fun. Julio, I'm glad you uh, agreed to spend an entire afternoon with the Halloween franchise. It seems appropriate. I mean, we are in October. That's true. You're the only one of us who's married, so it it raises more of a question of, like, (laughs) what the hell are you doing here than him here? Oh, trust me. I had to rework my schedule so that tomorrow I have the entire day off (laughs) so that... You know, I can spend it with my wife. She <laughs> thinks you're at work right now. <laughs> this was work. All right, uh, so all the links and all the good stuff will be in the description, so be sure to check that out. But we do wish you the best and a happy Halloween. I do want to just lay the seeds here. I will come back at some point. I mean, I'm sure you all have me at some point in the next couple of years. But um, if you guys ever do Dick Tracy or The Last Boy Scout. I oh, well, we're definitely doing Dick Tracy at some point. That okay. That is marked as a read episode. All right. It's... It's it's already you know earhorned. Last boy scout, you're gonna have to fight with Curtis. Maybe we'll have both of you well, here. Let's right? just let's do Dick Tracy, <laughs> and y'all do the the fall of Beatty or whatever. <laughs> Bugsy, Dick Dick, uh, Dick Tracy, and uh, we were to do like a trio. <laughs> Fuck that. Bullsworth. What's it called? I mean, we can call it that. Oh damn it! I thought it was From now on, it's Bullsworth. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. This is taking entirely too long. Yes. Much like Halloween right. 6, we've gone off the rails. Uh, happy Halloween. Thank you all for joining us here on The Contrarians, and we will catch you next time. Oh!